This is Faith Fulcrum, a podcast for anyone trying to balance faith and tradition with contemporary challenges. I'm Mark Baldrige. I'm Scott Simpson. And our conversation grows from a lifetime friendship born within a Bible-centered community of believers. We don't always agree. So you don't have to either. Weigh what we have to say in the scales of your own faith and see. You're listening to Episode 5, He, She, They. What I'd like to talk about today is gender and gender fluidity and issues around gender, masculinity, femininity. There might be be something in between those two. And right, but I think that is one of the problems, and especially, I think, within the Christian community, is flattening those out so that anything that is stretching out of the boundaries that I normally think of with gender, that seems to, for some people implies some some sort of sexuality or perversion. but uh, there's no way to unsexualize something about gender That's and right. i think we have to get to a point where we can look at these things separately to understand what's really going on here yeah obviously i think you're right so, i mean uh, i'm a male that doesn't mean i have sex with anyone necessarily right those are separate but related issues right i feel like in this issue and in many other issues sometimes if i am a part of a particular christian community yeah. and something strikes me, gives me a, a gut-level feeling that that's right. not right. That's not yeah, the way the gut, the gut reaction. Yeah, the gut. I think there's a tendency to assume it is wrong according to the creator of the universe. I cannot leave it at well, that kind of freaks me out, or that kind of grosses me out, or that kind of makes me feel yes. weird, or weird. whatever. I can't leave it at that. I have to say, that's wrong or that's evil or that's perverted well, let's look at some things that people have previously thought were perverted or yeah. not uh, gender appropriate uh, women riding bicycles this is mm-hmm. well established we, you can just google it the idea of yep. a woman on a bicycle was just what is she leaving her house for that's really where it comes down to why is right. she not at home you have women riding uh, horses side saddle uh, but you can't ride a bicycle side saddle yep. so there's this whole idea that some, something between well, a woman's legs that is not her husband is the wrong right, thing right 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 exactly the idea that that's perverted or strange or deviant Right. That's uh, today is an absurdity. Right. Women ride bicycles. Well, (laughs) men ride bicycles. Women ride bicycles. Children ride bicycles. Nobody cares now. But at Mm -hmm. one point, people cared very desperately about that. And And it made them feel icky. And I think that's a good point, because one of the things that that demonstrates is how changeable these mores these cultural ideas are. I was just talking to my dad. He, as you and I did, went through Christian, some Christian Certainly. education. The particular Christian university he went to, which was down south yep. in the Bible Belt, I, I knew that m- many of them required women to wear dresses. They could That's not right. wear pants. But at the time when he was there, literally, they were not allowed to get into cars. Women were not allowed to get into cars. Women. If a man and a woman wanted to go right. on a date, not in okay, a car. they could walk, but they could not get in a car, in a car together. together. I had never heard that before, but I, I assume the idea was that if you had an enclosed yes. space and yes. a red-blooded masculine male and a whatever the color <laughs> of the blood the, 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 the American <laughs> female is, what if you had them together... American male. All okay. of the onus is put on the woman. She got in the car. You know, how you dress, how, where you can do, what you can't do. Now, the guys, my gosh, who expects a red-blooded American guy to control himself? Why would he control... How could, how, he, how possibly could he possibly control, control himself? himself? When I think about this... Um, 
This is another place where I think this idea of gender and sexuality become twisted and intertwined because if part of what I have to be in order to be considered masculine, I have to be not only attracted to women, but I also have to be at some level taking advantage of them for you to really believe that. I I mean, surely I'm... What are you, some kind of sissy? Kind of... Exactly. You're not exactly. Uh, you're not red-blooded um, or American enough somehow. Yeah. Something that's happening is an awareness. I mean, when, when people are aware of, I need to know what pronouns you use because I, I'm not going to make an assumption yeah. necessarily that you're a he or a she. I need to you, you, you let me know We're about talking that. about gender. Um, that kind of awareness in itself, I, I have seen, strikes people as being evil and wrong. I knew a guy, and I think I right. knew a guy named Jackie. And at one point in his life, he grew up, you know, and he didn't want to be Jackie anymore. He thought that was boyish. And he wanted to be called Jack. And I just started right. calling him Jack. I thought it would be difficult, but it was not difficult. And I, and I he never no. asked me to change, but everyone still calls him Jackie. Nobody evidently... Now, this was in West Texas where people <laughs> are... Yeah, they, yeah. they look down on people who want to change sure. or be different. But to me, it just seemed natural that a guy who'd be called Jackie his whole life, he, he might want to be called Jack when he become an adult. Yeah. He can make him a man. And I just... To this day, yeah. I call him Jack. Right. It's such a small thing. Because I feel the need to do this, I, I would like to drag in a, a couple of things from the Bible. Deuteronomy 22.5, a woman must not wear men's clothing, nor a man wear women's clothing, for the Lord your God detests anyone who does this. What was men's clothing at that time? That's exactly. Would it look they, like a see, dress? there's not a clear definition. Was it a robe? I mean, really, what was men's clothing? Was it having your head uncovered? Right. You know, as opposed to having it covered. The scripture, this exact verse was used in our lifetime to tell women not to put on pants. So any any woman right. listening to this who believes that they themselves should not be allowed to wear pants, all I can say to you is put on Mm-mm. some pants because yeah. you, know, you might like right. it. And besides that, it's hard to ride a bicycle without them. I mean, what people think gender types and stereotypes should be changes over time. And at one point in our fellowship, there was definitely a feeling that women should not wear pants. And now nobody gives a damn mm-hmm. about that. Women are wearing pants right. in, those, in those churches, and that's absolutely fine, and nobody cares. And didn't we have an episode on moral relativism a little while moral back? Moral relativism? Didn't we talk about... Uh, <laughs> Relativism. Relativism. You know, as soon as I have set down the marker and said, this thing that I have determined is is for all time, right. ladies don't wear no. the pants, uh, it will change. That's I right. want to read uh, a couple of verses okay. on this. The wonderful and exciting topic of eunuchs. Yes, the wonderful and exciting um, we, uh, topic of eunuchs. We've, we've mentioned eunuchs before, and, and just for, for definition, during the times, the ancient times. In the past, um, what we there, call the past. Yes, in the past, <laughs> back in those yeah. days, there was this genderless. Yeah, it was a job. Just it was a ge- yeah. yes, but it was a genderless position. Gig. In fact, I I read the other day that quite often they preferred to castrate them uh, when they were young so that they wouldn't mature right. uh, much. Yeah. Um, and they would they would have this this different yeah. appearance. It was a whole class of society, the the eunuchs, uh, which is the removal of testicles. Um, just just in case yeah. anyone doesn't know that. So once again in Deuteronomy, we mentioned this. I think in a previous episode, no one who has been emasculated by crushing oh, or God, cutting depressing. may 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 enter the assembly oh. of the Lord. Okay, oh. that's that's yeah. Deuteronomy. A very clear verse, Isaiah fifty six. 
uh, 4 through 5. For this is what the Lord says, to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose what pleases me and hold fast to my covenant, to them I will give within my temple and its walls a memorial and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that will endure forever. Yeah, that doesn't mean they're allowed in. It just means there'll be a plaque. That's what it sounds like to me. It's like a, uh, I'll put up a plaque for you. You can't come in and look at the plaque, but it's there. I promise you it's there. There's a plaque. It's a beautiful plaque. It's, a, it's got gold. It's lit, it's lit up. It's got a nice uh, a font, you know. It's a beautiful plaque. I swear it's there. You, you can't come in and look at it, but it is there. And people are reading it, and they're going, oh, the eunuchs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's jump up to the New Testament real quickly, and then we'll have all three of these and see what kind of fodder we mm-hmm. can make of them. Matthew nineteen twelve. For there are eunuchs who were born that way, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others. And there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. Matthew nineteen twelve. That's a great bit. I love the last line. It says, if you can't accept it, it's kind of too bad for you. But it yeah. does say that some people are born eunuchs. That God yes. or God's plan or nature or however you want to think of it, that, that somehow it is natural that some people, some men, males, mm-hmm. uh, have mm-hmm. no testicles. And there's nothing wrong with that. That just happens. We're not judging them because of it. It's just what happened to them. They were born that way. God sees to this. So if you can accept it, you should accept it. And if you can't accept it, it doesn't say what should happen to those people who can't accept it. But he kind of seems to say by exclusion that those people, it's kind of too bad that they can't accept it. That's, you know. Yeah. And and I think that's and I think that's something that is shocking because I know that quite often in some of these conversations within communities that are very opposed to recognizing anything other than male female right. this this very binary sort of existence of yeah. gender even the presence of people who are born somewhat um, different different that's a problematic thing to bring up because that does yeah. mean that God created them somewhere else other than male or female I was a nanny one summer yeah. for two little girls and one of them was born with a genetic difference it's called Turner syndrome and Turner I guess is the doctor who described it first. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she was born with an X chromosome and a partial X chromosome. Ah. So not a complete X chromosome. And in some sense, it resembles a Y chromosome. Yeah. But, but she's a girl. She is a girl. Uh, I've known her since she was mm-hmm. an infant. And she's now mm-hmm. 18 or 19 years old. I've known her throughout her life. I've encountered her many times. And she has, uh, I would say, obvious uh, differences from her sisters. She has what they call a webbed neck. So from, mm-hmm. like, you might say, the jawline to the shoulders, a kind of mm-hmm. delta shape. She has what right. they call a shield right. chest. So she has a kind of broad chest. She will not be able to reproduce. That's almost certain. In the literature, they describe Turner syndrome girls as being, uh, in some ways, like boys. And she was. She was, I wouldn't say she was aggressive, but she was very active. She was super, uh, you know, very mm-hmm. physically active. But she's, yeah. uh, it's not uh, the same at all. Uh, as, uh, for instance, Down syndrome. She, she's mentally mm-hmm. a peer with anyone in her age group, but there are yeah. mental differences as well. Uh, so, so, for instance, mm-hmm. it's hard to tell when she's paying attention. 
uh, which I've seen, you've seen maybe before if you've encountered people on what they call the autism spectrum. But 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 she's yeah, not right, that right, either. right. So she's her own thing. Yeah, uh, and she can't reproduce now. Not too long ago, just recently, Dave Chappelle, uh, in his in a comedy routine, talked about transgender issues, and he said every one of us was pushed out through a woman. I'm not I'm not quoting him exactly, but that's what he says. The question is, does that define what it means to be a woman? Because if that's the case, no. then all the lesbians aren't women, and all the all the women who cannot have children aren't women, and all the old old ladies yeah. aren't women, and uh, all the women all the nuns aren't women, all the other people who haven't given birth birth are not not women i mean that's not right it's not right to say that the that the people who haven't given birth or can't give birth or won't give birth or refuse to give birth or don't want to give birth that they're not women that's not correct right right there are many women who have never given birth and will not give birth for one reason or another they might have been called by god not to do that they might have uh, uh been made eunuchs as it were by nature, they cannot give birth. Uh, my friend uh, with the Turner syndrome will not give birth. Uh, and she has mm -hmm. something that would resemble under the microscope an X and Y chromosome. But she's clearly not a man. I guess, and just, just to, to pull back on that just a little bit, I'm at a place where I question whether or not we can bring issues of gender down to biology. I certainly think they're connected, but I think gender as a socially agreed upon thing and of course, we're not in a lot of social agreement about it right now, are we? But I feel like gender is a different thing than biology. I, I, I believe they're connected, but I believe they're different. There are many women uh, who might listen to this podcast who have facial hair. And they do everything they can to get rid of it, or they don't. And uh, that's either one is okay with me. Either one. I think going back to what we talked about <laughs> when we talked about uh, yes. issues around abortion... And there's one person who should be making those decisions. The person with the um, body. And that, that's that right. is, the person that with is the body. You. That's right. Yes. That's right. About my that's body, right. I make all the decisions. So, so I, I'm I wanna... ready to I'm ready to let somebody anyone cut my hair. Anyone who wants anyone <laughs> oh, yeah. who thinks my hair should be different. I, I can't do that. I don't. If you want to make, if you want to dye it, cut it, you're welcome to. Nobody has ever taken me up on that. I've got. I, I must be messed up. I've got lots of issues with that. I, I don't yeah. like to let anyone cut my hair. That's why it's so long. Oh, that's so, a anyway. That's a scripture as well. Mm -hmm. I don't remember where it is. Don't you know oh, that yeah. it's a shame for men to have long hair? That yes. I, once again, I think that's that's a that's a, a cultural thing coming in because I it, think it's you had a uh, verse you we're not reading. In Christ, there is no slave or free, no male or female. Let me just read it. Galatians 3, 28. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Jesus Christ. And this is why I don't understand how it could possibly be a Christian thing to tell someone they can't be who they are or who they say they are, or to feel like I am somehow complicit with something evil in the universe to call them the name yeah. they want to be called and to use the pronoun they would like to be yeah. used for them. I, I, I don't, I, 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 I can't understand I want to talk a little bit that. about pronouns. Okay. Because we talked about names and I said, I thought it would be difficult to call somebody uh, who I'd known for a decade or, or longer by a different name and I found it to be easy. After the first, you know, one or two missteps, I, uh, I easily adapted. Gender uh, pronouns are different in a sense because 
a person's name is a one-off thing and a gender is a kind of a group thing. I don't have to know a person's name to say sir or ma'am. It is difficult. And there's no, there's no sense in which it's not going to be yeah. difficult. The thing is, though, the thing is, if yeah. you try it, you make a mistake once or twice, and then you get I it. I think I want to be really clear here that I think it's really important in these times that we have a great deal of patience and openness to folks who are slipping up just because they're slipping up. Right. It's not that they're trying something cruel to someone by calling no. them he instead of she. It's that right. we're in a time of transition. You're right. We're figuring it all out as we go. And, and you know what? Uh, that's never going to stop. Uh, we're always going to have to be figuring it out. Uh, figuring right. out whether or not women should be getting into cars. Uh, you know, we're, we're always we're always trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm so glad that women get into cars. You would, you perv. Uh, so, um, in the Christian tradition, the differences between us are united in Christ. We don't have to be yeah. separate. Yeah from each other by uh, our, our economic class, our level of education, our uh, gender, or whether we're eunuchs or still have our testicles. We can be united with each other in Christ. That's the Christian promise, mm-hmm. a society of love, a society that looks into the eyes of the other and sees nothing but Christ. That's the promise mm-hmm. and the and the, uh, the utopia that Christianity promises. I would say that too. And to say, I'm not going to look into your eyes and see Christ, that is to say, there is no Christ. That is to say, I am. I don't want Christ. Well, thank you for talking with me about this. This is great. If you want more content like this, we're building a website at faithfulcrum.com. Or you want to get in touch, email us at faithfulcrum at gmail.com. What kind of hymn do you have in mind? Yeah. Well, surprise. It's called He, She, They. This idea.
you 